Alright, so, um, Hebrews chapter 9, we're going to start in verse 1 because I'm going to try to cover this entire chapter tonight. Uh, the first seven... Why? <laughs> the first seven verses um, I'm going to cover, I'm going to summarize, okay? Because I've talked about them before. Um, if you have questions, interject at this moment because then the rest of the sermon will not make sense, okay? Cool. So the first seven verses are all about tabernacle. Do we remember the tabernacle and why the tabernacle? Yeah. Yes. Is that a fish? Huh? Is tabernacle a fish? Nope. It is not a fish. <laughs> oh my. What is it? Um, it is the place where the Ark of the Covenant was held. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know this. Okay. It was the place where the Ark of the Covenant was held. It had that veil that was covering the Ark of the Covenant. What's the Ark of the Covenant? Uh, Ten Commandments where the presence of God rested on earth. On earth. Back in Old Covenant times, yeah. yes? Before Jesus. Before Jesus. So, um, as you guys know, only the high priest was allowed to go into this Holy of Holies, and it was once a year. And he went in once a year to atone for unintentional sin for his nation. It was once a year. Once a year. Yep. And because we're in a sacred series, this was the most sacred thing on the face of the planet at that time. We understand this. It was kind of a big deal. It was where the presence of God rested. We understand the weight of this? Remember last week we talked about we have this same sacred thing living in us? Mm-hmm. I love that relationship. The presence of God is living in us? Yes? Yes. Okay. So there's my verses 1 through 7 summary. Okay? Read it on your own time. It's really, that was pretty much it. Okay? So verse 8. Um, and I'm going to read verse 8 through 10 and then kind of recap. I'm going to kind of do chunk by chunk and talk about it, chunk, talk about it. Cool? You with me? Oh, yeah. ESV. ESV. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Verse 8. Ready? By this, the Holy Spirit indicates that the way into the holy places is not yet opened as long as the first section is still standing. Which is, a, which is symbolic for the present age. According to this arrangement, gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper, but deal only with food and drink and various washings, regulations for the body imposed until the time of Reformation. So, only by the Holy Spirit can we enter into the Lord's majesty. We understand this tonight. Yes. This is kind of a big deal also. Okay? Um, I cannot, on my own willpower, enter into the Lord's majesty, into His presence. Only the Holy Spirit brings me into that. Okay? Do you felt the Lord's presence tonight? Yes? If you mm-hmm. felt that, Holy Spirit was doing something in you. Do you understand that? This is cool. This is really cool. Congrats. You've had the Holy Spirit work in you. That's cool. Yes? This should bring a smile at everybody's face. Everybody shouldn't be glaring at me quite yet. Okay? Um, The tabernacle could only clear the conscience of somebody, not perfect the person. Do we understand that? 
It can only make me feel good. Right? Give me a clear conscience. <coughs> right? Make me feel better about myself, better for all the bad things that I did in my past, better, better about all the crap that I, I, I did um, before I walked into that place. It made me just feel like a better person, not perfect me as a person. Holy Spirit can only perfect the worshiper. I can't do a bunch of rituals and things to make myself pure, make myself right again. It's only by Holy Spirit's might and power. Yes? Mm -hmm. With me? Wait, what did you say? Um, does the conscience? The tabernacle only does, only clears conscious, cannot perfect a person. Holy Spirit can perfect a person. No, all good. I just couldn't remember. Um, the old covenant only dealt with the laws, not the heart. Right? It's easy for me to go into the tabernacle, do all of the do all of the different stations, you know, washing of my hands, yada yada yada, do all of those things and make myself feel better and be better. Right? But it has nothing to do with my heart. My heart could still be a black mess. Right? Yeah. You guys tracking with me? Yeah. Okay. Only through uh, sanctification of Holy Spirit. The cleansing of Holy Spirit, can I have a pure heart, which whatever's inside has to overflow outside. Correct? So no wonder they kept on falling into sin when they were just trying to clear their conscience, trying to clear their flesh, trying to clear um, what they've done because it was never inflicting the heart, affecting the heart, sorry. It was never affecting the heart. Holy Spirit affects your heart. It cuts right to your heart and says, okay, I'm going to make you pure here first, pure here first, and then outside of that, it's going to clean you, right? If you have a lot of water and a lot of nasty water, I can dump a whole lot of clean water and wash all of that nasty water out, correct? Why? Because of overflow. We understand this? Yeah. That's what Holy Spirit does to us. That's what Holy Spirit does to me day in and day out. It purifies my heart. So that whatever comes out of my heart, whatever comes out of my mouth, whatever comes out of me, is then clean. Do we understand this tonight? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is huge. This is very big. Because what I could do is I could give you a list of laws and you could check all of those boxes and say, hey, I did a good job. And all you would get is a high five from Blake. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, he's pretty good at high fives, but it's not much. Right? It's never going to purify your heart. It will only just purify your facade, which is a religious spirit. Correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. A facade is a religious spirit. A heart is a relationship spirit, um, a relational spirit. Does that make sense? We follow a relational spirit, a Holy Spirit. One who cuts to our heart and says, hey, I want to dwell there and then outpour of you so that you are purified. This is good news tonight, yes? Yeah. Cool. I just deleted it. Oh, nope. Let's keep reading. 11 through 15. Um, okay. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and the more perfect tent, parentheses, not made with hands, 
that is not of this creation. Pretty cool. We'll talk about it. Verse 12. He entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without blemish to God, purifying our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Therefore, He is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are... By Nathan. By Nathan. Bye, sorry. I didn't want to... By Nathan. (laughs) She whiz. You guys remember anything that we just read? Yes. Or do I need to reread it? No. Okay. You're probably going to start over. Oh, my God. (laughs) Verse 15. Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. What's the first covenant? Old Testament, the law, checking boxes. This sermon tonight is called The Blood. How sacred is the blood of Jesus? Tell me. How sacred is the blood of Jesus? Tell me. Sacred. It's really, really sacred. It's really, really sacred. You cannot make yourself good enough for God. Did you know that? Mm You can't do it. Even how holy you might be. You cannot make yourself <laughs> you cannot make yourself good enough for God. Okay? Rules and rituals never made a person a person's soul pure. Correct? Mm-hmm. I could do all sorts of things. I could roll out a rug and I could do the, the uh, whatever it is. I, Madison would have got mad at me if I actually did it. Why? Praying to the east. Yeah, just doing all all these rituals, and I could burn the right incense in my home and <laughs> take the right posture that Hannah was showing us earlier, right? Yeah. I could I could take all of these things, and congrats, you'll feel good for that five minutes. Yes. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm speaking from experience. Okay, I will only feel good for five minutes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. When I taste Jesus, when I when I take his blood, boom, I'm set. I'm gonna feel good the rest of my life. Why? Because his joy gives me strength. His joy does something in me that I don't need anything else. Right? That's good news tonight. His joy is enough. We just sang about how much he satisfies. A lot. We sing it a lot. We did. A lot. I repeated it a lot. I understand that I do that. We repeated it. Hey, and guess what? You probably understand it a little more because you sang it a little more. Right? You satisfy Jesus. That means... I like nothing. I like nothing. I'm getting way off topic. (laughs) With the sprinkling of animal blood in the Old Covenant only made flesh and your mind pure. 
that's all stuff that we can control. I have the decision to wash my hair, to brush my teeth, to soap my body every single day, and it makes me feel better about myself every single day, right? Mm -hmm. If I didn't do that, I'd feel a little bit weird, right? Same thing if we, these are rituals that we've put in place to make us feel a little bit better about ourselves, right? There's only one kind of hair product that I will use, right? Huh? Big facts. <laughs> it is. It's the, there's rituals that I have in place in my life too that make me feel good. Correct? Yes. That's what the law does. It puts rituals and laws in place that we have to follow to make ourselves feel good about ourselves every single day, day in and day out. Right? I'm going to journey to say that we don't need that anymore. We don't. Hey, I'm still going to look good. Don't worry. Okay? <laughs> don't worry, baby. <laughs> I'm still going to look good. I'm still going to take care of myself, right? But it's not a necessity anymore. Correct? Yeah. Isn't this a cool concept? Because we have been filling the Holy Spirit. Sacrifice was made in totality for our sins because of Jesus. Right? Wasn't done just partially. Jesus didn't just die partially. <laughs> he didn't just atone for our sins partially. I don't even know what that means. Right? Like you can't kill a calf, uh, a cow, like partially to atone for your sins back then. Right? Somebody had to die completely. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Completely. He died in, in complete through a more perfect tent. Did we pick up on that? Through a more perfect tent. What's a tent? Something you camp in. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm glad we're all on the same page. There was nothing, I wasn't trying to trick you. Something you camp in. Okay? The tent that this is talking about is the tabernacle. It was actually a tent. Okay? Hey, what is now the tent in our old covenant terms? My skin. My body is now the tent. Right? Tabernacle? Ark of the Covenant was held, correct? Mm -hmm. Which presence of the Lord was held, correct? Yeah. I'm the tent. Why? Because he says my body is the temple. Mm -hmm. Right? Holy Spirit dwells in this thing. Cool? Let me take it a step further. Tabernacle, Ark of the Covenant was held. Correct? Very, very sacred. Jesus is the new tent. Yes? Where everything is tied up. One not made with hands, but something outside of this world. Isn't that cool? Because that tabernacle is made with hands, which we'll talk about in a second. His was made by the Lord that atoned for everything. The tabernacle was a place where you went and tried to clean yourself up, right? Tried to make myself pure, scrubbed everything down, did all the right things. You know, there was actually, there's a, there's a certain way to wash your hands because back then they believed that there was tiny demons dancing on your hands. You guys know this? I remember There's like, they, they believe that tiny little demons danced on their hands, so they, there was a proper way to wash their hands so that all of them would fall off. So if they tried to eat, those demons wouldn't possess them. 
Is that how that works? That's how it works. That's why you wash your hands before you eat. That's going in the quote book. Okay, so Jesus purified us completely. You guys get my point so far? Yeah. Yes? He purified us completely. This is where it gets fun, okay? Um, verse 16 through 22. You're like, Lax, I'm already having so much fun. I heard it. Thank you, Chase. For, verse 16, ready? For where a will is involved, the death of one was made, sorry, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a will takes effect only at death, since it's not in force, as long as the one who has made it is alive. Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. For when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. Verse 21. And in the same way... He sprinkled with blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. But without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. You guys, Uh yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad I had that pause. I was like. Hey guys, do you understand that the Holy Spirit is not a blob, not a force? Yeah. Do we understand that? If he is a blob or a force, we are essentially calling him, uh, and hey, don't get offended. Hey guys, don't get offended about what I'm about to say, okay? I believe it full-heartedly, so I, I don't take it back, all right? But don't get offended. Don't get triggered already, Hannah, okay? I'm already triggered. <laughs> she just always says it. That's why I said that. So, when we acknowledge, or when we say Holy Spirit is just a blob that we push around, and that we summon down, and that we he's a force like Star Wars... We we are taking away all of his power. Okay? Here's the part that you can't get offended on. This is exactly the same thing as saying my, my passed away loved one is now looking over me from heaven. They're not. You know who is looking over you? The Lord. Why? Because he's still alive. He's still alive and well. When we try to use the Holy Spirit as this blob that, okay, Madison needs healing. Everybody gather him. You know, okay, cool. Like Flubber, right? Is that dating? Is that dating me? Does anybody know Flubber? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like Flubber. We're trying to grab him and then, okay, here. Right? I want to put him on the soles of my shoes so I play really good at basketball. Right? That's not the Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit is alive and active. Hey, listen. Holy Spirit is alive and active. If we acknowledge Him as a force or a blob, we're trying to summon something that's dead. Yes? <laughs> Do we understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. Okay? The Lord looks over you because He's alive. Yeah. That's good news. Yeah. Sorry, but I don't want my dead grandma looking over me. I want the Lord looking over me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. So I mean, it's nice to say. Sorry, Josh. It's a nice thing to like hear and like, oh, that's really sweet of you to say to me. But no. That's creepy. That means there's ghosts wandering around of my dead grandma assisting my path. No. My, my holy ghost is assisting me and guiding my path. Yeah. Yes? Can I call a holy ghost in this circle? Yeah, I think yeah. I can because this is my church. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> so... Um... It is different though. Like they, they can, they can, like the when it when it says the heavens cry out for you, like wanting you to come. Uh, it's it's the Lord crying out, and it's it's them also supporting the Lord because they're in heaven, right? You see Are we talking about dead people? No, I'm, I'm I'm saying like as heaven, like angels and like all what's a part of heaven is supporting. Jesus because Jesus created it. And at that point... Let me put it this way. When I'm in heaven, I'm not going to be focused on any of you. Yeah. I'm not going to be crying out waiting for you to come up here. Why? Oh, because I've got God Almighty in front of me and I'm going to be worshiping. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about you guys. I'm sorry. If I'm in heaven, I don't care about you guys. Hey, if I'm in heaven, I don't care about you guys. Okay, I care about you now. But, like... Let, uh, that, that's where I land. Yeah. I, so do with that what you want. Okay. So <laughs> anybody offended? Anybody gonna listen yeah. to the rest of this? I'm yeah. Cool. We don't summon God. He is alive and well and active, and He dwells in you, and He wants to use you. you understand? Okay. Cool. Without the shedding of blood, there is no way into forgiveness. Okay. That's what we just read. Yes. Yes. Why blood? Everybody's so super sacrifice. great. Because it washes white snow. Because of uh, sacrifice. Okay, that's cute and poetic. <laughs> well, so does <laughs> Why blood? Why blood? Because it's... It's the ultimate sacrifice. It's the ultimate sacrifice, correct? That's like time. I agree, yeah. But why? I think it's like time. Because it's something... It's not time. Nope. It's not like that. I'm saying you can't get back. Okay. Blood gives us life. Blood? Like, without blood, I can't be here. <laughs> Correct? This is true. It's the ultimate sacrifice. Blood is the thing pumping through me so that my heart can beep. Beep? Beep. So my heart can beat so that I can breathe, so that I can function, so that I can lift this iPad. Right? If it was a weight, it would be much cooler because all the blood would rush to my huge bicep, right? <laughs> so, that'll always get him laughing. There is no greater symbol than blood that equals life, right? There's no greater symbol. Blood equals life. Blood gives life. Hey, here's your PSA for today. Dun, 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 dun. Ready? Yeah. If you're dealing with guilt or shame of something that you have done, you're not accepting the blood of Jesus. 
Do I need to say it again? Yes. I kind of want to. If you are dealing with guilt or shame of something that you have done, you are not fully accepting the blood of Jesus. Hey, Blake. How bad of a friend would I be if I held something over your head the rest of your life? Terrible. I'd be a terrible friend. I probably wouldn't be your friend. Yeah. Hey, thank you for saying that. Hey, same thing with the Lord. How terrible of of a God would he be if he held guilt and shame over your head? I wouldn't follow him. I wouldn't be his friend. Hey, the blood took it all away. Hey, you don't have to walk in that anymore. You got guilt and shame because of how jacked up you were in your previous life? Get over it, let the blood wash over it, and move on from it. Right? I've done some bad things. I've killed a man. I'm just joking. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you pointed at him and I was like, it's like, did Andrew kill somebody? What did you No, if I am dealing with. Uh, hold on, Andrew. Okay. If I'm dealing with any of these things guilt, shame, you know, doubt, fear, I am not accepting the fullness of Jesus' blood. Why? Because it's sacred and it washes all that stuff away. Why? Because in the blood is tied up. This word called forgiveness. Yeah? He forgave it already. Hey. He forgave it already. Andrew, what's up? Um, when I needed uh, the note before you said that last one. So there's no greater... It's like uh, when you're talking about the blood equaling life. Yeah, there's no greater symbol than blood. No greater symbol uh, than blood. As means to life. The blood of Jesus is sacred. It's sacred. You know, communion is tied up in the blood. Saving, His saving grace is tied up in the blood. Forgiveness, tied up in His blood. The blood gave us access back to the Father's heart. Guilt and shame have no place if we respect Jesus' blood. Does this make sense? This is a big deal. If I'm walking in these things, I'm saying no to Jesus' life source. In other words, a pastor once said, stop playing patty cake with the devil. If I'm walking in these things still, I'm keeping him around. I'm keeping him around. I don't know how to play patty cake. I'm keeping him around. Right? If I'm playing patty cake with the devil, he's hanging out with me. Yes? we got to stop playing patty cake with the devil and say, hey, I'm moving on from guilt, shame, anxiety, depression, yada, 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 whatever the it is, and say, Jesus, I want to be drenched in your blood, as weird as that sounds. I want it all. 
I want your covering. By the blood of Jesus, I am free. By the blood of Jesus, I have no more guilt, shame, anxiety, depression. It has to go because I am marked by the blood of Jesus. Ah, right? That's what he does. That's what he has done. That's what he's going to continue to do to his children to bring him back. Right? Uh, stop playing patty cake with the devil. Stop keeping him around with beating yourself up with who you were. Hey, if you're dealing with anxiety and depression tonight, it's who you were as of tonight. In Jesus' name, I declare it. Can I do that tonight? Can I say that tonight? You gonna make me a liar? Please don't. It has to go. It has to go. When I say Jesus' name, there's too much power tied up in it for that stuff to hang around, for that shit to hang around. I can't stand that shit. It has to leave completely. It has no place in you. You're drenched by the blood of Jesus. You're drenched. You're covered. You're set free. You're forgiven. Communion is more than just taking a piece of bread and a a juice. Communion is communion. When I'm communing with somebody, I am am in a relationship with them. It's tied up in Jesus' blood. It is. I'm not lying to you tonight. It's everything. If I'm denouncing Jesus' blood, I'm denouncing the fullness of what He has to give me. And the fullness that He has to offer me. And and the way He's going to lift me up on wings like eagles. And I'm going to denounce the, the whole entire concept of Him being the lifter of my head. I'm going to denounce Him touching me first and then praying for my breakthrough. I'm going to denounce it all. I'm going to throw it out the window. If I'm still dealing with this crap, I'm denouncing his authority over my life. Can you tell I'm passionate about this? Can you tell? Hey, I was tempted with getting depressed this week. I know. I was not happy about it either. I was tempted. It's got no place in me though. It's got no place in me. Because what's that want to do? It wants to put a gap. And it wants to grow. And it wants to separate me from the healing grace of Jesus Christ. Let me keep going. Jesus' blood gives you opportunity to who you're meant to be. Jesus' blood gives you opportunity to who you're meant to be. Twenty-three through twenty-eight. Real quick, I'm almost done. Hang with me. Guess good. Thus, it was necessary for the copy. This is cool. <laughs> this is really cool. Jaden, give me a grin after uh, after we read this. Okay. Thanks. Thus, it was necessary for the copies of heavenly things to be purified with those rites. But the heavenly things themselves were better sacrifices than these. That was funny. You hear that? Eek. Where's 24? 
For Christ has entered, not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Not was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters into the holy place every year with blood, not of his own. For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once and for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once and after that comes judgment. So Christ has been offered once to bear the sins of many and will appear a second time not to deal with the sin but to save those who are eagerly waiting on him oh thank you lord right thank you jesus let me let me decipher those tongues yes okay first did you know jesus died once rose again once cool that was enough <laughs> That's how much power is tied up in his name. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was enough. That was enough. That was enough for um, back then, for everybody before Jesus, and everybody to come after Jesus. It was enough to die for all of their sins and everything. <sighs> That's pretty cool. His sacrifice was enough. I remember, uh, Andrew, uh, I'm going to pick on you for a second. I remember Andrew asking me... It's not really picking on you. Um, I remember Andrew asked me a little bit ago, um, probably a year ago now, um, why there was so much instruction around the tabernacle building. Because he was reading through that portion and just like, man, it was was just so much to go through, right? You remember this? Or am I imagining this? Okay. The cool thing is the tabernacle is a copy of heaven. You hear that? Tabernacle is a copy of heaven. What the heck does that mean? Anybody know? It means they took heaven and they copied and pasted it. And there you go. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Control C, Control V. Okay. The tabernacle was a copy of heaven. The pattern was given by God to who? You guys know? Moses, right? Yeah was given to Moses as a copy and say, hey, build it this way. The tabernacle was a spiritual was a spiritual reality of Christ's sacrifice and it looked forward to a future reality that we live into today. Yes? It symbolizes the sanctification and the cleansing process that the Lord did on our behalf. That we wouldn't have to go do that every single year or every single day or every single week whatever it was this is a copy for a foreshadowing of what is what we're living in Mm -hmm. the earthly tabernacle was an expression of an eternal theology that is to come isn't this cool Mm -hmm. do you see how much the Lord cares about us to go out of his way and say, hey, this is what I, this is what Messiah, this is what my son is going to do for you. And then wham, we get to live in it. <laughs> we get to live in it. And live in it and live in it and bask in it and love it. Christ is our mediator. What's a mediator? 
Somebody who stands in the gap, right? Right? He stood in place of us, appearing before God on our behalf. Think of it this way. When I appear before the Lord, He's going to ask me a few questions, and then at the end of it, He's going to look at His Son and say, Hey, is He with you? And Jesus is either going to say, Yeah, He's with me. Or he's going to say, no, I don't know that guy. Ouch. Right? That's what's going to happen. That's bottom line, right? Yeah. I, I'm going to, he's, the Lord's going to drill me with everything that I've done in my, <laughs> in my life. And then Jesus is going to say, hey, it's cool, he's with me. <laughs> he's my mediator. Yeah. He appeared before my judge on my behalf. Right? That's amazing. Um, it's like the Jesse Smollett case. Don't know what that is. Christ, listen to this. Christ is on our side at God's side. Isn't that cool? Christ is our biggest cheerleader, and he's sitting right next to the Father God, who is our judger in the end of the day. What? Like, can you imagine? And at God's side. Yep. Christ died so we wouldn't have to die spiritually. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. Here's three points, just in a quick recap, and then I'll close this thing. Ready? So, Jesus cleansed us, something that we could never do. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Number two, we are freed from death's sting and can live and serve Him. Yes? And then number three, we are freed from sin's power. You guys know sin has power? It has power. Yep. Or else we wouldn't be living in it. Right? But Jesus' blood has more power. Jesus' name has way more power. We have to respect His blood. His blood is sacred. But your life is also this whole concept of he didn't uh, he didn't die for nothing he didn't die for nothing or else that would be really weird why would we be here he didn't die for nothing he paid a steep steep price for you what do you think that means paid a steep price yeah loves us Totally. Hey, what happens when you buy something and it never comes in the mail? It's called a scam. It's a scam. You feel robbed. You think Jesus feels robbed over your life tonight? Ouch. You think Jesus feels like he's been scammed by you? Jesus paid a lot for you. Jesus paid a lot for me. Jesus paid a lot for all of us in this room. The last thing I want him to feel is that I scammed him and robbed him and ripped him off. That's pretty heavy, yeah? Mm -hmm. Jesus says, Jesus asks for our life. 
in return. Not that we would lay down our life or anything, anything weird like that. Don't hear that. He asked, he's asking us for our own sacrifice. He's not asking for blood back. His blood already paid for it all. He's asking for our self. So that we can be the hands and feet of Christ. So that he doesn't feel ripped off. So he doesn't feel stolen from. The worst thing that I'd want to hear on my judgment day is a hesitation from Jesus. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, he's with me. I just like, wow, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if I deserve this, Lord. Can you imagine that? He's asking for your life in return. You know, in the Old Covenant times, they used a perfect and spotless animal for their sacrifice. I am going to urge you tonight to be that perfect and spotless lamb in sacrifice to Jesus. Okay? I'm going to urge you to say, I'm going to accept Jesus' blood, the author and perfecter of my faith, and so that I can walk into this new season in Jesus and watch him do the most miraculous things and watch my relationship with him blossom into something beautiful instead of just flying by the seat of my pants and I've got my fire insurance card in my back pocket. The Lord is wooing us to say, I paid a steep price for you, so the least you can do is give me your little life. And guess what? It's going to be greater than anything that you could ever come up with, any, any, any ritual that you could ever create for yourself, anything that you could ever dream up to make yourself feel good about yourself. Only Holy Spirit can do that work in you so that you have joy for the morning, peace for the stress, and this great exchange that always happens in Jesus' name. Isn't this cool? The greatest way to respect His blood is by giving Him our lives. I want to be able to say, when I'm on my deathbed, that it was no longer I who lived, but Christ who lived within me. And I want the same for all of you guys. I want that for all of you guys. I'm jealous over it for all of you guys. I pray every single day for that over each and every single one of your lives that it would be no longer your flesh, but it would be the Spirit alive in you. In Jesus' name.